Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Kenobi's Facebook Live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. I am your host, Dan Z. Thrilled to be here with each and every one of you talking some Star Wars. And we've got our regulars in attendance already. Carter is here. Hello, Carter. Good to see you, my friend. Hope it's been a good week at school for you. Minta, no worries. We will save a spot for you next week. And, of course, you can listen to the show on Coffee with Kenobi's podcast feed. Mary, good to see you. Good to see you here. Hello, Daniel. There's quite a little excitement over here at our house this week. Ross, hashtag we are the Republic. Good to see you, Ross. Right before the show, literally a minute and a half before the show, the Wi-Fi stopped working in my office. And I was a little concerned because, you know, you need that to do the whole live thing. And fortunately, the force was with us. And here we are. Thanks again to everybody who's been spreading the word this week about Coffee with Kenobi's Facebook Live. Tyler, good to see you here too, my friend. Awesome. I love it. Our Coffee with Kenobi family is here. As you know, this week on Coffee with Kenobi's podcast feed, I've shared the audio of last week's Coffee with Kenobi, and it was great. My gosh, the response was amazing. A lot of you listened in. So again, if you're not able to watch it live with us tonight, then you're able to watch the replay on YouTube or Instagram or, of course, right here on our Facebook page. But if not then the good news is you can listen to the audio feed anytime on the Coffee with Kenobi podcast feed, for sure. And Mason Zare is here too. Hello, Mason Zare. Always good to see you. It's like I just saw you a few seconds ago. How about that? All right, so we've got a fun show, a very challenging show tonight because we had to come up with our top five favorite moments from Darth Vader, the character of Darth Vader. Steve, good to see you here. Steve Goodwin is here tonight as well. I love it. Wonderful. Yeah, tonight the top five is your top five favorite Darth Vader moments. It was not easy to come up with these. Not easy at all. So before we get to that, let's go ahead and take a look at what is brewing in the world of Star Wars this week. And now, let's see what's brewing in the Star Wars universe this week. So, Tom Kane obviously recorded that for me years ago. And as a lot of you know, Tom Kane's had some real health struggles. He had a stroke and uh, he's healing. He's feeling really, really good. But he, they're not sure if he's going to be able to do voiceover again. And hopefully he will. Uh, his, his, I believe it was his sister or his daughter posted something. I think it was his sister on Facebook Live not on Facebook Live, on Facebook, right around Christmas time, saying that he was recovering, showing pictures of him smiling and interacting with his family, which is great. So we hope nothing and wish and pray nothing for the except the best for Tom King because he's such a great, great guy. Look at that. We've got a lot of people here already. Cammie Mills-Cox says, Hi, I'm a big fan of the podcast and first time tuning in for Facebook Live. Well, Cammie, it is great to have you on the show. Welcome to Coffee with Kenobi's Facebook Live. Wonderful. So good. See, that's the plan. If you put the show on the Coffee with Kenobi podcast feed, hopefully we'll bring more people to the party here, which is absolutely wonderful. Carter wants to know, are we allowed to use comics and games for our top five as well, or mostly canon? Carter, anything Darth Vader, buddy. Top five Darth Vader moments for you is totally fair. Ryan is here. Hello, Ryan. Good to see you, man. Ryan, a, a great educator and a big Star Wars fan. And so that's awesome. And yes, Mason, I did just see you. Very true. Tyler says, wishing the best for Tom Kane. He seems like a great guy. He is. He's a tremendous guy. Really nice. 
Yes, Cameron, good to see you. Aaron Cameron is also welcoming Cameron. Yeah, we love bringing in extra members of the Coffee with Kenobi family for sure. Roughly have more than five. Well then, Tyler, you are in good shape, buddy. It's good to have you on the show as well. Eric is here too. Hello, Eric. Awesome. We've got a lot of a lot of star power tonight to talk Darth Vader. So the only thing I was going to talk about uh, for the show, as far as what's brewing, is that you may have seen, but we just previewed our coffee with Kenobi, CWK Alliance. The beanies are on sale now. I had you vote in our Patreon group. I had you vote on Facebook in the Coffee with Kenobi Facebook page, in the CWK Cafe, which is our Facebook group, and then on Twitter, and you all picked this design. Let me see if I can save it for us and pull it in here. It's really sharp, really, really nice, and I think you are really going to like it. So uh, let me pull it up here for you. Sorry about that. All right, so we've got it. Uh, it was either the gray one or the black one with the gray beanie, or it was the one that's this one right here, and this is the one that you picked. I'll pull it up here. All right, so there it is. It is right now on on our webpage. It is on our Twitter feed. It's on Facebook, all over Facebook. So if you are interested in ordering one of these CWK Alliance beanies, I think they're 20 bucks. We need to sell 25 of them for it to actually be a campaign. And it is through... Um, through a great website that we've been using for all of our custom stuff. They are the ones who made the coffee with Kenobi, the CWK Alliance hats. It's custom ink. I use custom ink because they do it in such a way where they don't, well, they don't all come to my house and I have to ship it out to every one of you. That would be very time consuming and it could be very expensive. Well, this way I think is $4.95 for shipping plus the cost of the beanie itself. Pretty cool way to celebrate your love of coffee with Kenobi and to be a member of the CWK Alliance which, of course, is our Patreon page. Tyler says, planning on getting a beanie next paycheck. I love it. You got a budget, man. Got a budget and be prepared for stuff like that. This is a good one, affordable, and a great way to share your Star Wars fandom. All right. Very good. That's really pretty much it. I mean, obviously, people are consuming the High Republic. How is the High Republic for you? Have you gotten through the first book, Light of the Jedi? Again, we've got some great stuff coming on Coffee with Kenobi's podcast feed from some of the creators behind Star Wars The High Republic that I'm very excited to share with each and every one of you. But in the meantime, I'm just curious to see what everybody thinks. What, are, what does everybody think about this book series so far? I know, Ross, you've been consuming it readily, for sure. I'm curious to see what you think about it, so be sure to let me know. All right. Uh, feel free to weigh in. Uh, it says Daniel says he's 70% through the book. Cameron says the first comic was incredible. And Eric is on chapter 13. Glorious. So I'm guessing you all love it. Tyler is currently reading Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view, then to the High Republic. That's a good transition. Light of the Jedi is great so far. Eric, I agree. Light of the Jedi is a tremendous book. Charles Soule, of course, no surprise, a tremendous author. He's so good. Ross is excellent all around. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of good stuff, and it's going to keep on coming, too. Honestly, I haven't seen the comic yet. I have no doubt that I will. But I've not yet seen the comic book, so we're going to go ahead and be sure to make sure that happens. Mary's on chapter 7 and loving it. Carter says he's a couple of chapters in the High Republic. I'm glad they're fine with the death aspect of it all. Definitely some shocking moments. Yeah, the, Carter, the anticipation that they do, getting you from the first paragraph to building that suspension and showing you how much time left until the big explosion is pretty powerful stuff. Really, really powerful stuff. 
All right. Wow. Look at all these new faces. Oh, I'm so glad to see everybody. So as I said, Dave is here. Loving Light of the Jedi, which is great. Rachel says, finally got to snag a copy of Light of the Jedi. I haven't been able to read it yet. Super excited. Well, Rachel, be sure to let us know what you think. We're going to be breaking it down big time. Uh, so it says, Cammy says, I didn't know you had merch. P.S. My name is actually Joshua, but I'm on my family's member's account. Seeing as how I don't have a Facebook account. Hey, no problem, Joshua. I will try to remember that when I see that name pop up. So it's great. It's great to have you here, Joshua. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we do have merch. Go to coffeewithcammy.com, our, our website, and you will definitely see all that. Eric, you haven't started a test of courage yet. That's okay. Honestly, you should read Light of the Jedi first anyway. It sets the whole stage for everything. Daniel says, great to see New Jedi. Totally agree. Erica is going to finish Light of the Jedi before the comic. Yeah, because I think Light of the I think the comic will spoil some stuff based on what I've been told. Cameron is starting Light of the Jedi after the show, but he wanted to get a CWK fix first of all. Cameron, that's awesome, dude. So cool. Ross says the comic is amazing. And Tessa Courage is a great middle school age book, and I'm a third through Light of the Jedi. Soul is crushing it. Yep, Charles Soul is tremendous, tremendous. Well, good, and be sure to check out Fanta Tracks for Ross's reviews of these books because. Ross crushes those reviews. Pretty good stuff. All right. I love it. Well, I think it's I think this is a good time to go ahead and jump into our next category, our next section of CWK Live tonight. If you have thoughts or comments or questions about the High Republic, be sure to send those in. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, weekly. But for now, it's time to talk about your top five favorite Darth Vader moments. Again, not easy at all. Darth Vader is a compelling character. To me, he's the most complex, the most fascinating, and he's got a lot of greatest hits. If you're talking about, oh my goodness. Oh, let's see. Well, Jamie is 10 chapters into Light of the Jedi and loving it. Jamie, great to have you here, my friend. Carter just ordered the beanie. Can't wait to wear it at Menards. There you go. <laughs> I love that. All right, Joshua says, Charles Soule is the second best Star Wars author behind Timothy Zahn. That is very high praise, but I think a lot of people would empathize with that because... He's great. I mean, really, well, it's going to sound like I'm, it's self-serving, but there's a lot the Star Wars authors are awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I'm one of them. I didn't write any fiction. Well, I mean, this this book is fiction. Let's not get crazy. But, you know, who knows what will happen in the future, right? Right, everybody? All right. Hey, Doc is here. Doc, good to see you. Hopefully you saw I posted in the CWK Cafe some of the teaching stuff. So be sure to check that out. And if you haven't, be sure to email me, danzy at coffeewithkenobi.com. And I will send it your way, Doc. All right. Top five Darth Vader moments. Here we go. Number five for me, the end of Rogue One. This may be shocking, and I'm sure a lot of you would say, uh, how could you not put that number one? Well, there's a lot of good reasons. I mean, it's it's an amazing, epic thing. I My list has been curated through essentially what emotionally moves me, what grips me, not just Darth Vader cool moments. I mean, there's a million Darth Vader cool moments. To me, that's not as compelling. So if I picked it from a narratively or sort of how it explained the character to me. Eric is explaining to me that Star Wars is real. So thank you, Eric, for letting me know. <laughs> Doc, you don't need a late pass, buddy. We're always happy to have you. Mason says hello too. Jose's number five. Here we go. Top five Vader moments. Number five for Jose. Experiencing Vader through Sienna Ray's eyes and Lost Stars gives a unique perspective that shows the fear that he inspires. Jose, great start because that is not something that would immediately trip the tongue. So that is great. The obscure stuff, the more nuanced stuff is awesome. Cameras number five, the battle with Luke on Bespin. 
Certainly, certainly a powerful one. Uh, let's see. Uh, good, Doc. I, I'm glad. I'd be happy to chat with you. Tyler Pompa, number five, Vader versus Ahsoka. I thought you'd have this on here, Tyler. Tyler says, an incredible fight and also heartbreaking. Vader turning with a damaged helmet and calling Ahsoka's name is chilling. Yep. In fact, Mason talked about that exact moment when we were making our list. Number five for Murray, Vader's Redemption plus slash Luke taking off the helmet. Yes, certainly. That's a very powerful one that's going to come up. Uh, Daniel says that Vader moment is further down the list. Yep, I think so for a lot of people. Ryan says, row one, top three moment for me. Certainly, it's going to be very, very popular. Tyler Hensley, opening mission of Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Oh, that is cool. I'd forgotten about that. That's in that opening of The Force Unleashed, you get to be Vader and really wreak some havoc. Ross, number five, lightsaber battle with the destruction of Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope. This really established him as the ultimate bad guy. Very good. Christopher, good to have you. You were not late. You were you were right on time, man. If you're here, you're on time. Joshua says, the duel on Mustafar with Obi-Wan, the choreography is incredible, and the acting is some of the best in the trilogy. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. My son Mason's going to bring that up later. But that moment... He, even though he doesn't have the helmet, he's Darth Vader. As soon as he is christened Darth Vader in the Jedi Temple, he's Darth Vader, even though he's still hunky Hayden Christensen. So that's important that you brought that up, Joshua. Eric's number five, pre-suit Vader and Revenge of the Sith, doing the dirty work on Mustafar, just like what Joshua just mentioned. Very good. Doc's number five, Vader encounters Ezra and Kanan for the first time, just overpowers them. He does, and I'm going to talk about that one pretty soon. Carter's number five, Vader and Vader Immortal in VR. Got to keep it vague so I can't ruin any story. When Vader knows that he's lost. You can hear Anakin's voice break through the helmet. The raw motion, phenomenal game. Carter, did you tell me you had that virtual reality? That's so cool. I definitely, I played it in celebration, but not the entire game, so I want to do that. Ben Anderson is here. Ben, good to have you. He says, Luke and Vader's talk on Endor about the struggle with Vader and it being too late for him. Very emotional scene. It's also when he turns on Luke's green lightsaber and Mark Hamill kind of flinches because you don't know what Vader's going to do there. So that's a good moment. Good call. Daniel's number five, Return of the Jedi, when Luke takes Vader's helmet off to see his father. Certainly. Jamie, construction of Vader at the end of Revenge of the Sith. You know what? It's very powerful. I love that sequence too. Number five for Mason. Let me pull it up here. Mason had, for number five, he had Vader saving Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi. So an, another great and powerful moment where Vader, that's kind of where Vader, it's the bookend. Mustafar is the beginning, or the Jedi Temple is the beginning, and then Mustafar, and then in the Death Star throne room, Death Star 2, is when he starts to become Anakin again. So that was Mason's number five. All right. Now let's move on to our number four. Number four top Vader moments. Number four for me, I put Rebels Season 2 premiere. Now that's vague. That's not vague. That's very, it's 30 minutes, 22 minutes actually. So why did I pick this? Well, at Celebration Anaheim in 2015, I got to be in the screening. Well, a lot of people were in there for the premiere of Rebels Season 2. The whole episode, Vader flying the his tie, him facing Kanan and Ezra. Ahsoka sensing Vader's presence and Vader sensing her presence at the end. Though all of those moments combined, I, I was going to try to pick one of them, but you can't separate them. They're all so unique, all very powerful for different moments. So I love that. It's so cool. Plus seeing Vader like that and hearing James Earl Jones 
But a big reason for that power, at least for me, when you're watching Star Wars in a crowd, of course, that's such a big deal. And I was sitting in the audience and Vader was fighting Kanan and Ezra, who's walking towards him very casually. And all of us in that arena were screaming, run, run, because we love Kanan and Ezra. We know they were really good. We know Ezra was an up and coming Jedi and that Kanan was very powerful. But that was Darth Vader. And I did not want Kanan and Ezra to face Vader because I knew they weren't going to make it. So we were all screaming, get out of there, get out of there. It was so powerful and effective. I just have chills thinking about that moment. It was so much fun. So much fun. Uh, speaking of fun, a lot of you are weighing in with your number four. So let's go ahead and check those out. Tyler Pompa, number four Star Wars Purge comic. I like how it shows him struggle against the group of Jedi. In the end, he prevails and word gets out they took on numerous Jedi and didn't break a sweat. Good call. Very good. That's a good one. I'd thought of, I'd forgotten about that. Number four for Eric is Vader's duel with Ahsoka and Rebels. That was the end of season two. I picked the premiere and you're picking the finale. I thought about picking that one too, Eric, so I'm glad that you brought that one up. It's really, really good. Four for Cameron fighting Vader in Star Wars Secrets of the Empire at the Void at Disney Springs. One of the coolest things we've ever done. Cameron, bravo. That is great. Someday I want to bring Mason to experience that. Man, it's so much fun. At the invader does show up and it's in virtual reality. It's so good. Number four for Mary is the carbonite scene in Empire. Interesting uh, choice for Vader. I like that, Mary. I'd love to hear more about that. Number four for Ross, the season two finale of Rebels, Vader versus Ezra, and then Ahsoka. Again, another great moment that was brought up earlier by Eric. Love it. T Tyler's number four, Rebels season two finale. A lot of, a lot of popular stuff for Twilight of the Apprentice. Very good. Joshua, the first time we see Vader, the silhouette shot coming through the door, so menacing and evil. Yes, for sure. Carter, kind of a Vader and Obi-Wan combined moment. But their battle on Mustafar was very well done. One of the best scores in all of Star Wars was Battle of the Heroes. Yes, very, very powerful stuff. Great. It was, I think that was in our top 10 Spotify listens last year. Carter, it's a good choice. Jose is number four, Rogue One. I love that scene, that the scene was reflected in Luke's appearance at the end of the rescue. Yep, that's a cool little bookend. Number four for Daniel, the duel with Ahsoka in Rebels. Okay. Number four for Ben is Rogue One. Excellent. Uh, Steve uh, says that for his number five, hiring bounty hunters to find the Falcon. Ooh, that's a good choice because they're he's kind of facing that people that they're not as equals, but at least kind of treats them with uh, respectful understanding, which is pretty cool. Number four for Ryan, the Empire Strikes Back Vader deflected Han's blaster shot with a wave of his hand. A great moment. First time we'd seen the Force used like that, for sure. Doc says number four, the trench run, where he pretty much wipes out almost all the wings as they try to take out the Death Star. Very good. Showing his prowess with the, in the cockpit. Number four for Rachel, the dining room scene on Bespin. Similar to what was just said by Ryan. Very good. And Mason's number four, Mason has Vader versus Kanan and Ezra, so very similar to mine, but he picked a specific scene from the premiere, whereas I picked the entire premiere itself. All right, I love it. Let's go ahead and go into our number three. I put Ice Rink. Now, you might be wondering as you're feverishly typing your number three. <laughs> My number three is Ice Rink. Now, there is no Ice Rink that Darth Vader makes canonically or in the expanded universe. For me... When I was a kid, I grew up in Louisiana, and that's where I saw Star Wars for the first time. 
Uh, speaking of Louisiana, congratulations, Murray, on your Saints beating my Chicago Bears. There was never a doubt in my mind that the Bears were not going to win. So good luck to you against Tampa Bay. That is going to be a very fun game. All right. So back to New Orleans. I'm in New Orleans. I had just seen Star Wars for the first time at a drive-in. And then I went to an ice skating rink. And at this ice skating rink, there was this guy who was cosplaying. I didn't really know the term cosplay when I was a little boy. But he was dressed head to toe in Darth Vader armor. And I don't know if it was like a, a Lucasfilm thing. He just had really great stuff. If they were promoting the movie, I don't know what the deal was. But he was walking around the ice rink as Vader. No stormtroopers, no escort, no anything. You just walk around dressed like Darth Vader. And to this day, I have no clue what that costume actually looked like. But in my mind's eye, when I saw him, I was petrified. He looked like Darth Vader. He was very tall, very menacing. He would just kind of glower at you as he was walking by. So we were horrified. And we also thought it was super, super cool at the same time. And that was just kind of the mystique of Star Wars. You know, at that time, there was only one Star Wars movie. There was no expanding universe. There was an action figure, a couple of t-shirts that were iron-on kids. That was a way they used to do t-shirts back in the day. And it was just a really cool part of adding to the mythos of Darth Vader in my eye as a kid. So that's why I put that. It was very, very memorable to me. Definitely a, a unique one for sure. Okay, let's look through. So Mary explaining the Carbonite scene. During the Carbonite scene, he's so focused on his goal of getting Luke, he'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. That is for sure. Number four for Steve, force choking Admiral Mahdi. Yes. First time we'd really seen that in Star Wars, that the Force could be used like that. Number three for Carter, lay down your weapons, you're surrounded. When Vader is surrounded by a platoon of rebels in a comic in response with all I am surrounded by is fear and dead men is from a comic, not sure which one. That line sums up Vader. You know what? I think that's Vader down. I think it's that one shot Vader down that goes into Star Wars and the Darth Vader comic book. Yep, that's a good one, Carter. And uh, he crash lands on a planet and so does Luke. Yep. That's a good choice. I'm glad you brought that up. Tyler's number three. Cal Kestis meets Vader. The face of the Inquisitor Sierra's faces at all. Hearing the breathing and having him come out of smoke is haunting and shows Cal's in for the fight of his life. Okay, that is cool. I It's my own fault. I I haven't seen that yet. That sounds cool and scary. Mason, we got to try that, buddy. We got to try that. All right, Cameron, number three. Trench run from A New Hope. Certainly a super cool one. Jose says, anytime Ahsoka interacts with Vader and Rebels, it's a connection to a forgotten past. Very true and very well said, Jose. Ross, uh, Vader in Lords of the Sith novel, really gets in depth on who he is, what he has become, and his relationship with the Emperor. And the end of that is so like heartbreaking, isn't it? It's just, oof, so heartbreaking. That's a good choice. Number, let's see, so there is Ross's. Mary's number three is the Rogue One scene. Ryan's number three is when he slaughters all the Jedi. Ooh, that's pretty dark, Ryan. Uh, Tyler's number three, be careful not to choke on your aspirations, director. Finally, someone likes the humor in that. I love the that too. I think it's funny. And people say, well, Vader shouldn't be cracking jokes. Well, Vader cracks jokes all the time. They're just not funny to anybody except for him. And who's going to tell him he's not funny, right? So I like the pun there too. Doc's number three, Vader chats with director Krennic on Mustafar. The way he enters the scene, it just made me stand tall and my hair stood up. Yeah, he just kind of kind of barrels in there uh, with the smoke and the 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 massive figure that he is that on on the invader's castle on the volcanic planet Mustafar. It's a great moment. Christopher says when he shows up in Rebels of the Sith Temple, standing on top of the tie. Nice, nice. 
The spotlight and Lit Saber were super menacing. He was surfing his tie. He was, wasn't he? That's a good call, Chris. For that, that's just a great, stunning image for sure. Number three for Eric. Seeing Vader struggle in the comics when his armored suit gets torn and beat up. Cool knowing he's had many suits during his life. I agree. And it kind of makes him less invincible, which, I mean, if he's totally invincible, then there's no drama or tension because it's like, okay, they're going to, they're not going to do anything against him. So it does help. I agree. It's kind of like when Superman's outfit gets torn. It's kind of like, oh, okay, there might be something to this, something really more exciting. Joshua, when he learns Luke's name from Boba Fett, Vader doesn't turn around or say anything, but he clenches his fist and the viewport cracks. Yeah, on the Star Destroyer, he goes like that and the and the, it starts to crack and that glass has got to be insanely thick because it's in space. Yes, I never liked that Boba Fett was so in, involved with that, but that's what they did in the comics, so it's part of the story. And Joshua, you're right, it's very memorable, so that's a good call. Daniel, uh, the helmet latch scene in the first automated breast, I'll get chills when I see and hear that. It's so good. I'll never forget seeing that for the first time and how people will just cheer for that moment. Yes, definitely. Rachel is when Kanan and Ezra meet Vader for the first time in Rebels. Definitely. And uh, Josh, uh, Jason Aaron stars. Yep, Jason Aaron's, Jason wrote Vader down. So I think he did write that one. Steve, uh, good one, number three. Fighting with Obi-Wan to the death. Are you talking about In a New Hope? Are you talking about in Revenge of the Sith? Either way is great. My guess is you're saying you're thinking of Revenge of the Sith, but definitely let me know, Steve. That's cool. No, no, Tyler, it's not as you're not. You should not apologize, my friend. You, I'm glad you brought it up. It's an epic moment. I'm sure I've heard of it. Uh, some transient message mentioning. I mean, how long has that game been out? It's my fault. It's been out over a year. I should have figured it out. So there you go. There you go. Uh, and Mason says it's true. I'm guessing that's about the playing the Cal Kestis game. Ben Anderson, number three, Vader in his chamber, seeing the back of his head and seeing that he's human, also choking Ozzel through video. That was cool. Anything in Empire Strikes Back, you can't go wrong. Uh, Joshua just watched Rogue One on Saturday. Oh, nice. And now uh, my dear sweet son is trash talking me, saying he has better video game skills. He does. In some areas, he does. But not in Miss Pac-Man, buddy. Not in Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Mason, his number three is Vader versus Obi-Wan on Mustafar. So there you go. A lot of people have brought that up and it's it's a great one for sure. All right. Number two. Now, number two moment is the Bespin duel is particularly when Vader is standing up at the top of the steps with the all in the silhouette and he says, the force is with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. I've brought that up countless times over almost eight years of coffee with Kenobi. Just a great sequence. But that all the fighting on Bespin is so, so incredibly powerful. The way it's the way it's lit, the way it's presented, the way it's shot. It's just really, really good stuff. Uh, and then Steve did confirm for us that it was from Revenge of the Sith, which is what I, I, I kind of figured. Good choice, Steve, for sure. All right, number two for Cameron. Last couple of minutes in Clone Wars Season 7 makes me tear up every time. Oh, cool. I'm glad you brought that up. I was wondering if someone would. Jose, Luke's conversation with Vader after he turns himself in. The conflict with Anakin is clear. And it sets up his redemption very well. Okay. Docs number two. Ahsoka and Vader and Rebels still to this day one of my favorite battles using lightsabers. 
Even for a cartoon was so well done in the mood and depth of the frustration and love that Ahsoka felt was portrayed so well. Plus, we actually saw him lose that battle. That's true. People forget that, but that is very true. Okay, thank you. I had to get a little drink there. I'm assuming when I hit mute, you can't hear it. Let's see. All right, number two for Ryan, Rogue One. Okay, very cool. Very cool. We're going to start seeing that a lot. And then for the first time on the list tonight, Tyler Hensley brings up, no, I am your father. And that is the correct line. He doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. That is a misnomer. That is a pop culture nomenclature. It's not real. He does say, no, I am your father. So good call. I had a feeling that was going to show up eventually. And again, Tyler, Pompa, Rogue One, Hallway scene. The Vader I've always wanted to see is relentless, menacing, and cold-blooded. Yeah, this is the Vader we've been dreaming about on camera, fighting like that against so many people. And he was a, a sight to behold. Mary says the Ahsoka and Vader battle in Rebels, especially when his helmet has been damaged. And you can see Anakin's eye, the inter entire action, interaction between the two. Yep, it's great. It's beautiful. And it's cool. There's a combo of James Earl Jones and Matt Lantern's voices blended together there. Eric's two, Vader's first appearance in New Hope, enough said. I agree. Ross, Vader's mechanical awakening at the end of Revenge of the Sith. No longer just a dark side Anakin. He's a terrifying, infuriated, powerful machine under a helmet. And so heartbreaking too. So so very tragic. That's a good that's a good one. Joshua, I am your father. Need I say more? Plus the rest of that Bestman duel is fantastic. Totally agree. Number two for Steve is Rogue One. And Mason, this is breaking down kind of the way we thought it would. Ben, when Vader throws the Emperor over the edge and completes his redemption arc. Only the second or third time that's come up tonight, but it's very important to the story. Thanks for bringing it up, Ben. Daniel, my last name is, is Selick. Is that what it is? Selick? Selick? I'm going to guess Selick. I don't know. Let me know. He says, Rogue One, when Vader boards Organa's ship and starts bashing all the rebel troopers. He certainly... Rachel, agreeing with others on the Rogue One scene epic, it's great. Carter, the Ahsoka Vader duel, I won't leave you this time. And then Vader says, then you will die. Yep, it's definitely chilling. Mason's number two is the Tantive Four. Vader's first entrance in Star Wars New Hope, the first time we ever see him in the history of cinema or anything. Speaking of that, Mason's number two is my number one, the Tantive Four entrance. It's stunning. It's powerful. Right after the epic sweeping moment where the Star Destroyer is rocketing over our heads and we're blown away for the first time as fans of cinema, pop culture, and just storytelling. And then there's that explosion. Vader walks out through the smoke surrounded by all these stormtroopers. It's great. It's great. So it's Mason's number two. It's my number one. All right. Let's see. Number one for everyone else. Pulling it up right here. Tyler Redemption, one of my favorite moments in the franchise. Very emotional and heroic. Although I really dislike the no that they added for the Blu-ray release. You know, Tyler, I thought I would dislike that so much. But I thought it actually worked for me. And I was stunned that it worked for me. I'm, I'm very much like a purist. But I guess it kind of worked as far as him reacting like a human being instead of saying absolutely nothing. But he's like saying, I'll, no, I'm not going to take this. I'm going to save my son. I should have done it, you know, 19 years ago. So it, it was, it was great. It was great. Uh, but 
But I don't blame you for feeling that way, Tyler. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same. I can certainly do without it, but it, but it works in that context for me. Jose, number one, Vader's response during Skywalker from Boba Fett. It's one of those moments when you see that the line between Vader and Anakin blurs and shows how they influence one another. Well said. Well said. Ryan, I am your father. I know that at, at this was my original one. Anytime they play his entrance march, sorry if that's cheating. Hey, man, it's okay. All good. Yeah, no one's brought up the Imperial March until just now. Uh, Christopher, Vader at the end of Clone Wars, when he's examining the Jedi cruiser wreckage and um, clone graves in the snow, yet to wonder what he's feeling, thinking when he finds that lightsaber. Yeah, that silence is deafening and powerful, isn't it? Ross, number one, Vader turns on the Emperor to save Luke and Jedi. The Sith lightning coursing through him, cleansing, punishing his soul as he returns to Anakin for the most brief of moments. Yes. It's so good. And it, it's really aged well, too, That the power of that scene. Rachel, number one, Anakin invade... Sorry, the Ahsoka invader duel, certainly. Mary's number one. The final scene in the Clone Wars Season 7, holding Ahsoka's lightsaber, maybe because that is so fresh, but it's still strong. You know, again, that's something else that Mason and I talked about. I'm glad you were bringing it up and ranking it so highly, but that also shows the power of Clone Wars. How good of a storyteller Dave Floney is and what he's done with Star Wars for sure. Number one for Cameron is the hallway scene. I'm assuming you mean Rogue One. Number one for Steve is no, I am your father. Of course. Jamie's number one. I am your father. Uh, Tyler Hensley, Rogue One hallway scene. It's a perfect ending sequence to the movie that leading to Rebels barely escaping the fantastic Princess Leia line. Hope. That's right. Eric's number one. Vader on Cloud City is the best version. You are beaten. It is useless to resist angry Vader. Yeah, and he's frustrated too. And it really comes through. Number one for Ben. Ben Anderson duel on Mustafar with Obi-Wan. I find it so fitting that the first lightsaber duel George Lucas filmed was between them. Darth Vader talked about the last time they met during the battle. And the last one Lucas films uh, is between Obi-Wan and Vader. So emotional. Yes, for sure. I just got a message that my internet connection is slower. So hopefully it's not affecting any of you. Jose, I like when you can see that the Anakin Vader uh, both stem from the same character. I agree. Tyler says, I prefer Vader being silent and letting John Williams' music take you through his reaction. I feel it's much more powerful. I agree, Tyler. Less is more. I certainly think that is the way to go, the original way. So I agree with you, brother. Right on. Cameron, I'll never forget pointing out at the screen with one hand and slapping my friend in the arm watching the hallway scene. First time ever watching Vader on the big screen. Unreal. Okay, that's cool. And one for Carter... When Ben Kenobi disappears during episode four, Vader portrayed his disbelief very well. Yep, kind of putting his foot down and like literally not sure. Number one for Daniel, Empire's I Am Your Father, iconic Star Wars moment. And for Doc, Rogue One final scene to this day is still my favorite Star Wars scene ever. I'm still smiling so many years later. Yeah, and every time I saw it in a theater, and this, that's Mason's number one also, by the way, the ending of Rogue One. Every time I see it in the theater, I'd feel to this tension because it's legitimately scary. Like it's it's like woof. This is it's like Darth Vader is the shark from Jaws in that moment. It's so good. So good. Alright, Joshua's got an epic answer here. He says the fight with Ahsoka, Ashley, Matt, and James Earl Jones are fantastic. And they totally made that moment when Vader's helmet gets broken. Vader's voice switches to Matt for Ahsoka, and then Ahsoka freezes and says, Anakin, I won't leave you, not this time, which hits me very hard. Because of Ahsoka's stories. And finally we switch back to James Earl Jones and Vader. Then you will die. The acting is great. The music and everything is amazing. Personally I think Rebels is the third best Star Wars behind Timothy Zahn's novels and Empire Strikes Back. 
you know, Raider or not Raiders. Raiders is great. Rebels to me is about as good as it gets from Star Wars. I would place my love of Star Wars with like there are certain movies that I love more than others. I like them all. Well, I don't really like The Rise of Skywalker, but we can get into that any, another time. But I would put Rebels at towards the top of my favorite Star Wars movies. That's how good it is. It's it's terrific. It is terrific. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for sharing your top five Darth Vader moments. It's good to see so many new faces here and voices. Remember, when you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi, your, your voice matters. Of course, it matters. But on Facebook Live, there's active participation with me and the community, which is so much fun. Speaking of fun, you need to know what next week's top five is so you can prepare. Top five Obi-Wan Kenobi moments. Hey, Cody, good to have you, buddy. Glad to join you. Glad to, glad to have you here on the show. Daniel says Rebels is number one. Very cool. So next week is your top five Obi-Wan Kenobi moments. To me, this is going to be infinitely harder than, Va than the Vader moments because you've got seven seasons of The Clone Wars with Obi-Wan Kenobi in his prime. The great work of James Arnold Taylor, naturally. So it's going to be really hard to come up with your top five Obi-Wan Kenobi moments because he's in a lot of stuff. We may revisit this after the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, limited series comes out on Disney Plus for sure. But that is next week. Top five Obi-Wan Kenobi moments. Yes. Doc says Rebels is, Rebels is very well written, thought out, and executed. is great. The cast is great. Mason say no, because he knows how hard it's going to be to come up with Obi-Wan Kenobi moments. Oh, yeah, for Obi-Wan. Tyler, I knew you'd love it, buddy. Uh, you were in, on my mind when I came up with it. Joshua, Obi-Wan is my third favorite character, so it's going to be tricky. Very tricky. Dave is with me. So much to choose from. Cody, looking forward to having you back next week. And then Ben's psyched, because Obi-Wan is the best. He is the best, as are all of you. And all of you, and so many of you are members of the Coffee with Kenobi Alliance. So if you are a member of the Coffee with Kenobi Alliance, you get special access to our exclusive pour-over. And this week, our pour-over exclusive podcast was an interesting one. It was Franchise Fatigue and Maintaining Fan Balance. Some of us kind of get a little bit burned out over the things we love because there's so much of it. So much analysis, so much merchandise, so much hype, so much fun stuff, which we love. But sometimes it can get really kind of overwhelming. So Jim Kaplan was talking about this on Twitter. It inspired us, and we talked about it. It really turned out well, so be sure to check out that out as well. And also this week on Coffee with Kenobi, we talked about the High Republic and Steam in the Star Wars, the annual event we do here locally at the high school where myself and Tom Gross teach. And so we talked about that, virtually what they're doing to celebrate. It's kind of like a mini Star Wars celebration, so hopefully next year we can actually do it in person. Tyler's backing it up. Uh, love listening to that program and mean to comment, but, but I kept forgetting. No problem, man. I know you're out there. I appreciate it. Cody says, Obi-Wan has so many amazing moments from the Clone Wars to the movies and comics. I know. It's going to be hard. Rachel's fired up. Uh, Mary thinks it's going to be a tough one, too. Melissa says, watching the Ohio State game and almost forgot. Happy I made it in time for the end. Totally agree on your opinion of Rebels. Very good. And no problem, Melissa. Again, you can watch uh, the replay or listen to the, the audio feed on the Coffee with Kenobi's um podcast feed and uh josh saying wait is that a black lightsaber sure looks like it man check out the high republic there's a lot of great stuff going on there all right all right let's go ahead and jump into ask dnz
All right. So, uh, Eric wants to know what is steam into Star Wars? It's science, technology. Gosh, what is it? Uh, I should know. It's it's an, it's a teaching acronym, Eric. Can someone Google it for me real quick and tell me I should know? If Tom was on, he, it's science, technology, education, arts, math. I so, I don't know, but it's like basically all the ways that Star Wars or pop culture are used together but steam wasn't created jet no it's not stem it's it's what it was um it's it's a big buzzword for education when it's not star wars is engineering yes thank you engineering well it's mr bill thill well good to see you buddy good to see engineering and mathematics okay all right that's pretty good pretty close science tech math reading and engineering so that did pretty good pretty good whoa okay so everybody in the world knows except for the teacher with the master's degree gotcha <laughs> that's probably a lot of you have master's degrees as well and, and there's a doctor in the house too ryan that's okay man all good uh someone wanted to know let me find it here uh karen says is anyone doing the wdw virtual stars rival run races on doing the 10k is that this weekend or isn't there like a certain set of time that you have to run it i did one before and i got a great medal in fact i'm gonna go get mine real quick it's from two years ago All right, yeah, so mine mine is from a couple years ago. It is from 2018. And it's it's if you're watching the, the video, this is the Poe Dameron virtual one. And it's got the X-Wing on it. You can slide it. It's like a really nice, really, really nice metal. Very, very heavy, uh, high quality. I was really, really proud to get it. But when I did it, you had like a certain amount of time. And so I woke up super early for a month and just hammered it out and took care of it. I know Corey Club did it last year too, but it's pretty cool. So I haven't signed up for it, but maybe it'd be a good time to start running again if I could get another medal because they're pretty sweet for sure. Uh, Jose's ex experienced in the past lots of negativity in the Stars community. He says, I'm very thankful for the community you've cultivated here. What It's drama-free, positive place for Stars fans. So Jose, I am very glad to hear that, my friend. That means the world to me. And that was the point from day one when Corey and I created Coffee with Kenobi. We to be family-friendly, spoiler-free, drama-free, just a fun place to talk about Star Wars and have some fun. We take it seriously. We don't take ourselves seriously. And we love and respect each other because that's that's how you create a community. And it's very important to me. So thank you, Jose, for saying so. It really means a lot. Eric, you are welcome. Tom's like, how dare you forget at school tomorrow? I know he probably will. Tolerance was my favorite Disney canon book. Honestly, it's it's Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader number 24. In that, Darth Vader fights Anakin, he fights a version of Obi-Wan, and he fights Padme all on Mustafar. It's like this sort of a out-of-body, surreal thing that he does. We talked about it in uh, on the Celebration podcast stage in Chicago, but it's so good. It's so good. The virtual is in April. Okay, so there's time. There's a couple of months. Maybe I can talk Mrs. Zare into it while both kids Star Wars medals. What do you think, hon? That could be super fun, right? Or we could all do it as a community and all show our medals and take pictures. That might be fun. That might be fun. Speaking of fun, I've got something so cool coming up for members of the Coffee with Kenobi family that I can't wait to share you. I'm ironing out a lot of details, but there's something so exciting coming soon. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Okay. 
Uh, Cameron, April's the Star Wars one this week was a regular WDW one. Also did the 10K. So you did it, Cameron. Congratulations, buddy. You have to post pictures in the CWK Cafe, which is our Facebook group. Let me get the logo up here for you. But the CWK Cafe is an exclusive Coffee with Kenobi Facebook podcast group where we're commenting all the time, sharing pictures of our collection, taking, giving hot takes on stuff. It's also drama-free and fun and intellectual and lighthearted. So it's great. So be sure to join us in CWK Cafe. So be sure to post that, Cameron. Love to see it. Uh, Doc says, tell Mason's pick rings true and he has good taste. Awesome youngling this one is. Well, thank you, Doc. And Mason will light up. He will love to hear that. I, I am very biased, but I agree. Melissa signed up for the virtual 5K. First time doing it. Good for you, Melissa. Congratulations. That's great. We are, we're just going to, let's just do that, okay? CWK Cafe members, sign up for the virtual 5K. You have time to do it. I don't think you have to do it all in one day. You can build up to it. It's really good. Cameron says he might do it because there's an Ahsoka medal. Oh, there is? Okay. Well, that, that certainly helps. That certainly helps. Cody, are you hoping Thrawn will show up in Mandalorian? They mentioned his name and I loved him in Rebels. Cody, that would be cool. If it's done well and it's not a gimmick and they actually really explore it. I feel like the character of Thrawn is, even though it's done both done by Zahn to a degree, I feel like he's a little bit different in Rebels than he is in his novels. And that kind of messes with me a little bit, so I'm not sure. Eric says Star Wars Marathon was canceled, but not the virtual one, right, Eric? I think the virtual one is still on. I think, but we can check that, of course. Mason says yes. Mason's, Mason is all in. All right, love it. Cameron says, that'll be fun. I can post a sign-up link on the main page. Please do. That'd be great. Uh, Josh wants to know what my lightsaber color be. Also, thank you. Your podcast has been awesome. I've been listening since August. My brother, who avoids many Star Wars podcasts because of negativity, and I introduced him to your podcast, and he loves it. Well, Joshua, thank you so much. That's what it's all about, man. This is not negative. I, you can, we're not going to like everything, but you can be critical and intellectually honest without being negative, and I think that's what we really try to do. I think that's a, a, really, a really difficult skill set to home but it's an important one and i'm very very happy that you guys that you have responded and i would pick blue like the lighting in here and like the galaxy's edge lightsaber that i created of course i picked blue for sure other fun things i want to point to your attention as we get close to wrapping up the show uh this episode was sponsored by penguin random house audio a lot of you have listened to the audiobook light of the jedi and it's it's a terrific book. It's a great re listen because it's read by Mark Thompson, who's so talented. And so not only is Light of the Jedi out, but also so is A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. Both great Penguin Random House audio publishing books. So be sure to get those. You can go to penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash coffeewithkenobi or, or get them wherever you listen to audiobooks for sure. Uh, other fun things going on, naturally, if you're thinking about traveling, as things get, hopefully, we get more vaccines out there and things work out. If you're thinking about booking a trip, be sure to go to MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, the official travel partner of Coffee with Kenobi. Vicki Mankin and her team are great. They really take care of you and answer all of your questions and give you that peace of mind that is needed in travel, especially now. If you're considering traveling, go to be sure to go to MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. That would be great. And also, speaking of great, I think a lot of you here probably already have this, but if not, the Star Wars book I co-wrote with Pablo Hidalgo and Cole Horton is out. It was a great Christmas gift for a lot of people. And there's a lot of great Star Wars exploration there. It's been described as a Star Wars encyclopedia or textbook. And it's just a great read. And I highly encourage that you check it out. A few more questions here 
Let's see. Cody wants to know what my favorite clone trooper is. You know, I like um, I like fives. I've certainly I like Rex. Uh, I liked um, Commander. See, who, who, I like Gregor a lot. I liked Gregor a lot in the Into the Sunny Day in the Void episode too. Josh was guessing that Thrawn will be in the Ahsoka show since Ahsoka introduced him, and I honestly don't think it would make sense for him to show up in Mando. No, it wouldn't. Have. So you probably will be the big bad. That'd be cool. What was your, one of your favorite entries to write in a Star Wars book? Uh, that's a good question, Ben. Honestly, I really liked writing about Leia. I've certainly talked about it a lot on the show and on other interviews. It was cool to write about Obi-Wan, but I really liked writing about the Force. Because I, to me, when you teach or write something, you learn about it in different ways because you have to explain it through very specific language. So writing about the Force is really cool. We should do favorite High Republic Jedi in the future. That's a great one, Eric, and we absolutely will do that. Josh wants to know, did I get the see the Lego Star Wars holiday special? It's pretty funny and lots of fun. I did see it. I loved it, Mason. I loved it. We watched it a couple times. It's great fun. People have asked me if it's going to happen every Christmas. I have no idea. Hey, everybody, and that is actually where the Wi-Fi gave out for me just at the last moment, so I don't have the last um, 25 seconds or so of Coffee with Kenobi Live, but the replay is certainly available for you on Instagram on our YouTube channel, and of course on Coffee with Kenobi's Facebook page. Be sure to join in and get your top five ready next week as we talk about our top five favorite Obi-Wan Kenobi moments. That is not going to be easy, but it's going to be a lot of fun to break down with each and every one of you. I will see you later in the week for our Coffee with Kenobi regular podcast. Thanks so much, everybody. We will talk soon.